0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. Thanks for joining us again for this episode. Last episode, we got to hear from Gerard Negetti and his Transition Assistance Program. Thanks again for being on, Gerard. This week, we are pivoting to one of the many ways veterans and their spouses can transition out of the military and into a successful second career or follow their passion somewhere else. Our first guests are Amanda and Joseph Garcia of Colleen Texas. They are passionate about community and veterans. They took a leap in September 2020 to start a business right at the height of the pandemic. You can check them out at www.made number four letter UTX.com or on Facebook at made for T X. They're great to talk to and I see great things for them in the future. So let's go ahead and get them on the show now. Awesome! Welcome to the show, Joseph and Amanda. You go by Joe or Joseph?
1: I go by Joseph.
0: Okay. So I see you're in Colleen. Does that mean you were at Fort Hood, or you still
1: in Fort Hood? Yep, we're still at Fort Hood.
0: You both serving still? Or yeah. one you serve?
1: So I'm the the veteran here, but uh, transitioning out in the next couple of years. Okay. What do you do in the service? Oh, I'm a human resources officer. Okay. How long have you been in? So I'm about to hit my 10th year. This... You still there? Yeah, I can hear you.
0: All right. Lost you a little bit. So you said you hit your 10th year this
1: year? I'll be in my 10th year this June.
0: Okay. Are you going to transition into the guard reserves or just get out completely?
1: Yep. That's the plan. We're looking at probably the National Guard to stay in Texas. Okay. That's a good plan after
0: doing 10. The guaranteed paycheck at the end is, is beautiful.
1: Oh, definitely. Just uh, one more decade. Yeah.
0: Uh, my second decade went very fast, but that was also because we were at war the whole time, so it kind of made things speed up a, a lot quicker.
1: That'll do it.
0: Yes, it did. Uh, so how did you guys... Uh, where, Tell me your story. Hey, tell me a little about, about you two and your story.
2: Um so joseph bought me a cricket for my birthday and um this was last year um and i you know i started playing around with it and i was ordering vinyl left and right from other companies um but i also went out you know locally and tried to find like the same brand that i was that i now resell um I was trying to find someone locally that, you know, sold it. Um, there was a shop at one point, but she never really had a lot of stock in. Um, it took a while. I mean, basically, if I ordered online, it was going to take the same amount of time. And if I purchase anything from Walmart or Hobby Lobby, you know, those places, they they charge way more than, you know, what you would, what you can get from a reseller. <clears throat> So I kind of looked at him one day and I was just like, well, what if I opened up a vinyl shop (laughs) and he just, he kind of looked at me crazy for a second and he was like, why, what? (laughs) And, um, I told him, I was like, I think it would be a really good idea. You know, that we don't really have like super big competition. The lady, she shut down her shop, you know, due to COVID and everything. And we have the ability to do it, so why don't we? And he was skeptical at first, but I think after the first – it took me about two weeks. But after the first month of me doing it, I think that's when he realized, like, it was not a bad idea at all.
0: (laughs) And I'm sure you get a lot of business there from uh, not not just the base, but youth sports and stuff like that in the area as well.
2: Yes, we are expanding. Um, They – you know, we it, it took us a while to get, you know, our name out there and to gain the amount of following that we have currently. And we're still growing every day. Um, but, yeah, the youth sports here, they a lot of the coaches or their wives, they have started to come and start making their their uh, gear for the yeah. season
0: probably some there their little the gifts for the moms to sit on the sidelines with and stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: my, my, uh, godson actually lives not, not far from here in Kepner, Kepner, Texas. His mom works on Fort hood right now. So oh, nice. I've seen that you guys actually did not lose power during the uh, snow apocalypse. So that was, that was good. But you actually reached out and helped other people. Well, I mean, that was awesome for you guys. Dude. I was, I was Facebook stalking of course in the, just getting to try to get to know you as much as possible in the two hours ahead. Yeah. Tell me about,
2: we definitely, we definitely want, you know, like I'm really close with a lot of my customers and we try to stay active and make sure we made sure that everybody, I was messaging people left and right, asking them if they had power. And if they said, no, I was offering for them to come here. Um, So we try to, we try to keep up with, you know, everyone as much as we can.
0: That's great. I mean, that's great. That's a great way for you to give back and while also showing that you actually care not just about not just about your business, but your community as well. So who came up with the name for the business? Was it you or a combination of both? That
1: was definitely a man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely me. Originally, I had ideas of, you know, kind of doing the decorative side. And whenever I would finish a project, you know, it would be labeled made for you. Um, But I quickly, very quickly learned that doing the decorative side of this wasn't something that was going to be easy. If I, you know, trying to resell and also do the decorative side, it just wasn't plausible for me to do that. So I stepped back from the decorative side and told uh, my customers, you know, I want them to be able to do the decorative side. So I would just apply what they needed in order to do their crafts.
0: So do you, uh, do you have a brick and mortar or is it just out of your house right now?
2: Right now, it's currently out of our house. Um, we've been trying to look into getting uh, into a brick and mortar. Um, but right now, it is extremely hard <laughs> to get into a brick and mortar um, because there's such limited space. And a lot of the contractors, you know, they got held back from being able to, to continue building um, due to COVID and then the snowstorm so they're still they they actually just started building again and we're hoping that um, they'll be done with some of the locations in or around Colleen so that we can find a place that is suitable for us.
0: So I'm sure you're going to outgrow your house here soon if your business keeps growing and one of you will be sleeping in the car or something by that point. <laughs> Do uh, You ship uh, around the country or just local Texas?
2: I do ship um, across the country.
0: So you're actually building your network outside. Does uh, I mean, I seen you on Bunker Labs. So did that help being part of Bunker Labs to help grow your network?
1: It uh, it definitely connected us to a, a big, very wide range of people and opinions, and it's very, it's been a very uh, eye-opening experience for the both of us. And Bunker Labs has also led us to veterati and many other resources for people like us, uh, better non- aspiring, better entrepreneurs and, and couples, especially military spouses, too. That it's a very, uh, um, held back population that really has incredible resources at their disposal and is just a little bit underappreciated.
0: Yes, uh, I just did an interview with my wife last night for the <laughs> last episode and. Uh, we, she's old school spouse uh, from the 90 through 2015. So a lot of my friends just call her OG and stuff. <laughs> but there a lot of the stuff that's here now was not there as she was coming up. And as I made rank, a lot of those programs started coming in and they weren't for the rank I was at. So she kind of missed that bus. But now I believe there's a lot of stuff out there if, but they don't advertise it for spouses.
1: Unfortunately. And,
0: yeah. And that's the hard thing. Betterati is an outstanding program. I actually mentor with them. Uh, along with higher heroes usa as well and there's i mean uh at a lot of the last episode episode three uh, my guest actually pointed out that liberty university has scholarships for spouses there they can basically go to school for free at liberty university so there's things out there that no one tells you about unless you reach reach in for yourself yeah
1: another really good resource i want to highlight is the military spouse chamber Commerce. um and that's become a really big thing. They have their own certification and they're getting very active. So I think that really helped put uh, military spouses uh, back on the spotlight nationally.
0: It helps a lot. And I think uh, when President Obama was in, uh, Michelle and, and at that time, the vice, lady vice president, Joe Biden, they actually were actually pushing for spouses to get more more empowered. So that way, like when you move, There'd be jobs for your for your spouse, and vice versa. Instead of always have to start over from the ground from the bottom every time. So there's a lot of things that started probably around 2011, 12, that are now finally taking moving into fruition, and hopefully it actually gets much better as time goes forward. Yeah. All these resources. How did you, um, how did you link up with Bunker Labs?
1: So. um I think I had stumbled upon it on Facebook. Someone had mentioned it to me. Uh, it was one of the, I believe it was a veterans to entrepreneurs, Facebook's page that uh, brought me into bunker labs. And then from bunker labs that basically branched us out into many different uh, great organizations.
0: And I think the links that you make of, uh... The friends and links that you make within Bunker Labs, and then, of course, you move those over to LinkedIn, those will help you as well, as well as building. You have a pretty good website. Your Facebook page is spot on. Mm-hmm. Are you getting a lot of traffic to both of those, or a lot of, is a lot of your business through word of mouth?
2: Um, it's actually a combination of both. I mean, we do get good traffic on our website, but a lot of the times, you know... Um, men, women, whoever come here, they want to, or they stumble upon, upon our Facebook or our website, they look at the colors and they're like, Oh, I need to see if this is going to color match, you know, some, a project that I'm working on. Can I come over and actually look physically? And I always encourage them to do that because I, the last thing I want is I don't want them to purchase something that they can't work with or that doesn't work for them. Um so I always encourage them you know you're more than welcome to come here just let me know when you're coming by to make sure that I'm actually here um cuz you know mom life happens Yes But um yeah I I mean we get good traffic on both our Facebook and on um our website but a lot of it is word of mouth as well because you know military spouses a military community is just you know word of mouth really like you Tell one person, and that person tells another,
0: and then another. <laughs> that, that's that's a big plus of the military because it's one big family, where if you do do right by one person, that that person spreads it to everyone they know, and they all come to you hopefully, when when they need your business.
2: Yes, I agree.
0: So, what's the biggest uh, project you've uh, had to do so far?
2: Um, biggest project, I would say, so we, um, we have been trying to venture out on, um, getting more of the custom vinyl, like the printable, you know, printing our own designs onto it. And I think right now we're, I'd say about 40% into that. We haven't completed, um, all the purchasing that we need to do for that, but we're getting closer to being able to provide more custom items for our, our customers um, who are wanting special prints or um, designs that we can print out for them so that they can cut it out and, you know, use their custom logos on their T-shirts or anything like that.
0: Do you do a vinyl cutouts for like vehicles like Jeeps and stuff too?
2: So I don't. I mean, I we do. We can do the decals, um, but we try to stay away from the the bigger, like you know, car wrapping or anything like that. Those rolls of vinyl aren't something that we can physically carry because of number one, how heavy they are, and also how long they are. We don't have the space right. to to carry that kind of vinyl just just quite yet. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you're going to get there with the momentum you have now. I mean, that is a big, big project here, our Jeep club. Like I've had a star printed for my hood and name printed for my hood and I had to go to a local shop and she did it and took her about a week with all her business. But now I can probably just reach out to you to get little things made. So it's good. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So uh, who would you thank for getting you into the business or getting you into this business mindset?
2: Um, I would definitely have to thank my best friend, Nikki and Sam, because they're the one who told me about the machine to begin with. Um, And then, of course, Joseph, you know, he's been, they've, all three of them have really been my biggest supporters.
0: And I've seen um, one of the pictures, I guess it was like a outdoor festival or fair, I guess, that you were outside doing it, outside a coffee shop, I believe it said.
1: Yes, uh we did we did a couple of uh excuse me. excuse the dog in the background. So
0: gonna have four behind the, behind the door.
1: They're probably looking for So <laughs> sorry, sorry <laughs> for that uh that little disruption. So we have done a couple of uh um craft fairs where we set up a, a table as a vendor, um, along with a lot of other uh, local uh entrepreneurs.
0: And is it going to get a lot of foot traffic or a problem? They probably did before COVID. I'm not sure if they're still even doing them now.
1: So it's been pretty sporadic, but we have done a couple of them.
0: So
1: How restricted, I mean, how
0: restricted is Texas now? I know they lifted the mask ban and all that stuff. Is it still city by city or is it the whole state is wide open now?
2: Um, this The whole state is open. Um. I mean, people are still choosing to wear the mask, and some people are choosing not to. (laughs) Um, A lot of the businesses are asking the people here to still continue to wear the mask, you know, for their safety and the safety of their employees, too, I'm sure. Um, A lot of my customers are really great because they still continue to wear their mask when they do come here. So, I guess it's just kind of dependent on the company.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, here in Tennessee, it's it's still a mandate to wear the mask in businesses. Outside, it's up to you if you want to wear it or not. But we really never closed. I, I don't think you guys really actually closed either. It's just it was kind of restrictive. But uh, we've been wide open the whole time, and the numbers have been about the same as everywhere else. But a lot of small businesses did suffer through this because a lot of people were afraid to go out and afraid to go to those businesses. So did you, how long before all this, last year, did you start this business?
1: So we started in September of 2020. So it hasn't even been a whole year for us yet.
0: Okay. So you started right during the pandemic. Okay.
1: Right in the thick of it.
0: Right in the thick of it. That's a way to to launch forward. And so you had a vision and went with it. That, I mean, that's outstanding. And this is, I think this is a business that will last Especially in that area, and of course with your with your network now you you can be nationwide you can be worldwide, especially with soldiers going from clean to Korea and clean around the world so they'll they'll reach back and say, "I need this made. can you help me and Bam, you guys are still in it. If there was a message you can say to a young entrepreneur, what would that
1: be Well, I would really give uh uh three three key things: the first one is don't be afraid to take risks. And that is pretty much the epitome of being an entrepreneur is taking risks. You're never going to know what you're capable of. if All you do is sit back and say, what if, what if I do this? Uh, I need to wait until I have this much to make. I need to wait until I read all these books. No, if you just wait your whole life, waiting for that perfect opportunity, it's not going to come. You got to go out there, experiment. If it doesn't work, then try something else and don't be afraid of failure.
2: Yeah. And definitely, with that being said, you know also do your research, reach out to mentors, you know, try to gain as much knowledge as possible before you know just take that risk because that is probably one of the most important steps.
0: And that's probably one that keeps a lot of people from even even opening a door or a store or anything is that fear that they may not look good or they may fail and moving forward if that's really Hands handcuffs them really. I mean, my parents, they were afraid to buy a house, so they've lived in an apartment for over 40 years, basically, until they finally bought a house. So they paid someone else's mortgage for that many years because they were afraid they wouldn't be able to afford a house. Right. And that's the same way with businesses too. So if you want to give a plug for your website and your Facebook and any other way people can contact you, go ahead and do that now
2: um so our facebook is uh, made for you tx so it's m-a-d-e the number four the letter u and then tx um, will link you directly to the website um or you can get in contact with me pr- d- directly
0: yeah i see it on your facebook as soon as you open it it gives you the option to message you right there so that's it's pretty crafty right yeah, there and
2: then um they also have the option to call or text me Uh, My phone number is listed on the website. Um, It's 254-345-2080. I pretty much have that phone on me at all times. And if I, if you go to voicemail, then I always end up calling someone back.
0: Awesome. That's something that keeps you in business too. Yeah,
2: definitely. (laughs) I think people really like the fact that, you know, they're not they're not dealing with like just someone I had hired or, you know, they're dealing with me directly. I I can give out the best information and give timeframes of how long, you know, if I don't have a, col- a certain color that they need. It typically only takes me um, one to two days to get, you know, what they need. So it's a pretty fast turnaround time as far as like, you know, getting orders for any type of vinyl that they need, you know, quickly. <laughs>
0: Right, and and that's awesome. This whole—I think—the whole thing you guys started when you did, without having fear, you stepped forward and did this. You lined up a a link of veterans uh, and mentors through Bunker Labs, Veterati, and the Chamber of Commerce for Military Spouses. And I think all that together is going to lead you to success. And I'm happy for you guys.
2: Thank you.
1: We're definitely excited for the future, and uh, we're always looking to help other people on their journeys. We always a big key concept of our business is helping other people's small business flourish cuz that's really important is cuz small businesses are the cornerstone of uh not only capitalism but the american economy you need to if you go to any small town you what you're going to see there is a bunch of small businesses and if they weren't there then people wouldn't have jobs
2: yeah absolutely i actually am a part of a couple of t-shirt groups um and you know almost on a daily basis, there's someone there who's saying, Oh, I want to open a t-shirt business. I, I need help. I always will comment and say, you know, Hey, reach out to me directly. I can tell you the the do's, the don'ts and everything in between uh, what your best option is. I mean, everything is, you know, personal preference on how they want to, if they want to work with vinyl or if they want to do sublimation Um, you know, whatever options that they, that they're thinking about doing, I have a lot of the information that's needed for them to make their decision on what they think their best bet's going to be.
0: Right. And that's kind of why I started this podcast. I mean, I'm not in it for any money. I'm in it to help other people. The first episode is basically explaining what the Misfit Nation was. So I had a couple of my old soldiers come on there. One's still active. one is out. And they're basically the cornerstone of the Misfit Nation. And I'll let them tell their story. And the second episode is more about uh, resilience and strength. And then uh, my wife was on the last episode, so I'm probably to buy her dinner and stuff here soon for that one. And then today I just interviewed a man who's helping veterans with their transition for my fifth episode, and you guys will be on the sixth episode. So as much as I can help people move forward, that's what I'm going to do. That's great. So if you guys have any parting wisdom or – Anything you want to say from Texas, shout out from Texas, this is your chance.
1: Well, um, one last little thing I'd like to say is that, you know, like us as veterans, we need to stick together, support each other's businesses. If you're going to buy from anywhere, buy from a veteran or a military spouse on business, that is crucial because otherwise you're just putting money in the pockets of someone that, that's not inside our family. If you have a chance, just do a little bit of research, and you know it might cost a little bit, a little bit more than Amazon or Walmart, but trust me, it's going to pay for itself in the long run.
0: Keep it in the family. Yeah, keep it right within our our uh, the inner circle (laughs) as much as possible. All right, thanks, Joseph and Amanda for being on, and I'll add you to our Facebook group or the made for you link will be on there for the rest of the Misfit Nation to see. And this episode should be up probably next week, sometime, probably Thursday. I'll let you know. I'll All right, you. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Have too. a
1: good Bye.
0: day. All right, all right, all right. That was a great conversation. Our next guest is Missy Green, and she is a Navy veteran spouse and mom who owns Southern Sweet and Sassy. Southern Sweet and Sassy was started as a way to help military spouses reset so they can have a calmer and more productive day. As a military spouse and mother, she understood the daily challenges every military spouse faces. You can find her at southernsweetandsassyllc.com on Facebook at Southern Sweet and Sassy or IG at Same Southern Sweet and Sassy. So without further ado, let's get Missy on the show. Hello, Missy. How are you doing?
3: Hi, how are you? Pretty good. I think I put my email in wrong. You did? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's all right. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> so how's everything in South Carolina
1: today?
3: Um, it's, it's going good. It started off very, very beautiful. And now it just looks like it, it wants to rain.
0: <laughs> I think we're sending it that way. It's raining all night here in Tennessee, so it's probably coming from us to you.
3: Possibly. Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> At least it's not snow.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. I I'm kind of iffy with snow. Like, the idea of snow <laughs> sounds wonderful, but then um, the issues that people have with snow, <laughs> yes. I don't want that.
0: And I'm sure if snow hits South Carolina, the whole state will shut down.
3: Oh, <laughs> it will, and it has. It has. A couple <laughs> years ago, we had this, um, this like, major dusting down here in the Charleston area, and um, it completely shut everything down. Nobody knew what to do with it.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
3: Yes. And well, I was stationed in Washington at one point, so it wasn't anything to me. But, you know, natives of South Carolina, they're just they're not used to that.
0: No, it's like a bad dream for them.
3: Exactly. (laughs) They don't know how to drive it. And my theory is, I'm sorry, if you cannot drive in rain or snow, please stay home. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) You might as well just not drive at all. Exactly. (laughs) Just just stay at home. For all of our safety.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, when did you join the military, and what branch?
3: Oh goodness. Um. So I joined in 2001, and cool. um, it was the Navy. So right. yeah. So I'm I'm a sailor.
0: <laughs> I won't hold it against you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> so Did you join uh, before or after 9/11?
3: Oh, no. Oh, no. I was actually in boot camp. I was in boot camp when 9-11 happened. And I remember um, we I was in a school and um, we came back to the barracks at the very end of the day because we had no clue uh, what was going on, what happened that morning. We didn't find out until that evening. And uh, we came to the barracks at the very end of the day and it was on the news and everybody was just like in shock. And I'm sitting here like, great. So <laughs> when I get to the fleet, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was it was very scary because nobody knew what was going to happen or what they expected us to do. Um, ultimately, I mean, we just we finished boot camp and then went out to the fleet. But it was a very, very scary time.
0: I bet. I mean, most of you joined with the idea of going into Navy, learning, maybe learning a skill and then probably mm-hmm. putting it into a, either education or a career using that skill after. And then all of a sudden that mm-hmm. wrench. Really
3: exactly. And to be able to travel, you know, to travel and, and see the different countries and just that overall experience. Um But you're going in at a time when, you know, it, it's scary for everybody. Um Nobody knows what to do and nobody knows what's going to happen. And all of a sudden we're going to war. Um <laughs> So it's, yeah.
0: <laughs> Everyone's world got turned upside down. And most of the leaders that you had probably had never, been in that situation at that point either unless yeah. they were in the early 90s
3: so exactly. it was a whole
0: new world for everybody
3: exactly exactly it, yeah it was um just all the lives lost and just so many things i mean it was it was really tragic
0: it sent a lot of anger through a lot of people that day
3: it did mm-hmm. agreed
0: <laughs> so from there uh how long did you serve in the navy
3: so i just did one tour um I actually ended up meeting my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was stationed in Florida and um, I, you know, PCS to Hawaii uh, for my second duty station. And I ended up working with my husband. We worked in the same shop on torpedoes and um, it just, it just, kind of went from there. I mean we we dated for a year and a half before we got married and I just ended up becoming, you know, military spouse.
0: Wow. Just supporting him. Is is he still in now or did he get out?
3: He retired. He retired in 2015. So I was supporting him, you know, up until that time. I mean, we have four kids and um PCSing with him from place to place. And um his last duty station, we decided to come down here to South Carolina while he stayed in Virginia because we knew okay. it was going to be his last one. Um, so we wanted to be able to just kind of get settled here since he's from South Carolina and, um, he would come down and visit us on the weekends, but throughout, you know, the, our, the time that we were married, it was just me you know, taking care of the kids and the house, and he would be deployed, and he would be at home. So I, I definitely got to see both sides of the spectrum. Yep. Um, I had that experience, um, so I can definitely relate
0: to both to both uh, parts of the party too. So exactly. you can listen to the the person that's in or the person that's at home, and and both give sympathy to both of them at the same time. Exactly. So I also retired in 2015.
3: So. Oh, really? From uh, from what location?
0: Uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, right where I am now.
3: Oh, nice. Okay, I haven't been to Kentucky before. But funny story is uh, when I was in boot camp, um, one of my bunk mates was from Kentucky, and um, when I say from Kentucky, I mean she was from Kentucky. Like her, just her accent and the way that she talks and articulates everything. I'm from California. And um, when I went home to California after boot camp, my mom was just staring at me like, where did you come from? Because I picked up her dialect. I picked up her accent and it was sounding like I was from Kentucky.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it happens.
3: It's so strong.
0: (laughs) No one believes I was born and raised in New Jersey. I've been in the South for long.
3: (laughs) Oh, really? So you picked it up. Yeah, no, I would have never guessed New Jersey.
0: (laughs) My own my own family says I was adopted. So <laughs> <we> definitely- <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, my physical therapist he's from um you know the New Jersey New York area and you can tell, you can tell okay. you walk in you're like oh yeah yeah, you're from up there definitely. okay
0: yep. <laughs> you're one of them. <laughs> so that's awesome. See we have a connection there. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Besides being veterans, we have other connections. Right. So- so what led you to go into business then after your, your journey with the military and your husband's journey ended? Did, was it, did you start before he ended or after?
3: Um, after. Actually, um, I recently started. Um, okay. Yeah. So I recently started. And what kind of brought that about was, um, you know, with everything that happened last year, I was able to work remotely um, from home, you know, um, instead of having to commute to the office. And I kind of gotten a taste of it and I liked it, you know, being able to be here and be with my kids and not have to crate my dogs because I'm not in the house and they like to chew things. Um, So it's it's like I just like the flexibility of being able to be at home, you know, spending that time with my family and not having to commute and cooking dinner at seven o'clock at night because Charleston, you know, the highway decided to shut down because of an accident, you know, going my way home. Um, so I, I definitely liked to be able to have that opportunity to do that. And, um, so I had an opportunity to actually start my own business fall in my lap. Um, and I just kind of ran with it. Um, yes. So, I mean, I've always wanted to, so I've, I've always had dreams of opening my own, you know, bookstore, um, with like a little cafe inside, kind of like Barnes and Nobles, just on a smaller scale, and um, yeah. And, and nowadays it's like, nobody really goes to bookstores. Everything is digital. So yes. that wouldn't work, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I loved coffee and it just, it, the chance to open, you know, my own coffee store online fell into my lap. And and like I said, I, I ran with it.
0: That's awesome. And you didn't let anything hold you back. That's, that's even better.
3: It's scary though. It's so scary hold because on. I have days when I'm like, double you know just like just kind of like double thinking you know what am I doing what am I doing is is this going to work um am I going the right direction um am I crazy for thinking to start <laughs> a business online um but then I just I, I have to literally wash those thoughts away and just keep going. There are so many entrepreneurs out there that uh, are very well known, you know, like Steve and you know, like Steve Jobs and um, even Stephen King, you know, when he was writing his um, novels, like they went through failure time and time again, and they were told no time and time again. And um, eventually there was that, you know, there was that yes. And, They made it big, you know. Um, (laughs) so that's that's my thing. I'm like, okay, I'll be told no from businesses. You know, I want to supply to you time and time again, but all it takes is that one business and that one connection, you know, that one restaurant that'll set you up for success.
0: That one yes will put make you among the best and move you forward, exactly. Like the author of Harry Potter, she was turned down, I think, seven different times before someone picked up Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And she's pretty good now, I think.
3: Yeah. And did you know, I actually learned recently that uh, all of the publishing companies but one said no to Stephen King when he when he wrote Carrie.
0: Wow. Big mistake.
3: Big mistake. (laughs) And now you know they're kicking themselves in their butts because it's like, look how big he is now. Every single one of them, oh, yeah. except one, said no. Well,
0: there's a bunch of them right now scratching their head, saying, "What did I do?"
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> if they're still around. So.
3: That very, very much. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> so you kind of answered both the number two and three there. So you're in your house, uh, in your own place, doing this, and you had a, You have thoughts of doing an intimate coffee kind of bookshop if you do get that chance would you do it right there in charleston
3: um well i just don't see for me like i mean i would love to i think it's amazing because i'm kind of weird i love the smell of books (laughs) 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 you know i'm that weirdo um but just with the way that you know with the way that everything is moving nowadays i don't see that being a possibility Um, because again, everything is so digital when it comes to books. Like I even have a Kindle, you know, I used to read actual physical books and I waited until the very last minute when I was like, okay, maybe I'm just going to have to, you know, suck it up and buy myself a Kindle. Um, and now that's, that's all I read on is a Kindle. So it's almost like physical books are becoming obsolete. So I just don't see, I just don't see that happening now. I might open a. Kind of like a small shop to uh, sell my coffee, not really make it, oh. <laughs> but you know maybe just to have it in an actual store where you know people can just come and, and pick up um, instead of right. you know having it shipped directly to them or you know both. But that would be s- some ways off in the future.
0: You have a great plan, and uh, I think. Uh, well, I like coffee too. Now, for a while, I didn't drink any coffee, even when I was going 24-7 in combat, I wasn't drinking coffee, but I was redlining, I was mainlining uh, Rippets and Red Bulls, oh. so it was, it was kind of the same thing, I guess, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, more well, no health consequences, so but now I drink coffee, mm-hmm. So, and my daughter kind of got me hooked into it, so every time she comes to the house now for our, our weekends or at lunch, she brings me coffee, mm-hmm. That's kind of the way to keep me off energy drinks,
3: yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean you know and, it, and it's really a good way to um to socialize you know to socialize and and um just have conversation with friends you know around a cup of coffee and i I love that,
0: yeah, and most people will actually sit longer with that cup of coffee and talk to someone than they will with a, a Red Bull or something because they're getting so amped up and want to leave.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yes. They enjoy it. Yes.
0: Uh, how, how long did it take you to come up with the name Southern Sweet and Sassy?
3: Oh, gosh. Um, I think like a week.
0: A week? That's, that's not no, bad. No, it's not bad.
3: It's not bad. It took me a week. It was really hard trying to figure out what to, you know, uh, what to put as the name of, of my company. Um, Southern, you know, really is because obviously, you know, now I'm a Southern transplant. So, um, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I think I can do, you know, Southern, uh, sweet and sassy. That's kind of because, you know, I'm Puerto Rican and a Gemini and you, you name it. So I have that sweet and sassy down packs. <laughs> the, the
0: Puerto Rican blood gets that
3: sassy going. It so it. does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I've seen it. I understand. Right,
3: exactly. <laughs> Nobody understands until you're Puerto Rican and a Gemini.
0: <laughs> until you get it right in your face. <laughs> you learn very quickly. Yes.
3: I don't have to say anything. I have that <laughs> look. It's that look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then everything stops. Time stops. Even
3: my dog. I look at my dog and they just, they, they literally, they will stop and they will say
0: <laughs> I wish mine would. <laughs> right. so uh, how much did bunker labs help you with uh getting this going or were you already going and then you joined bunker labs
3: so actually i was already going and then i joined uh bunker labs um so right now actually um i'm on the bunker labs you know group um and i did put in the application for their program but i haven't started yet um or been accepted as of yet, but I've been um, looking at a lot of the information that, you know, Bunker Labs provides. Um, Most of my help has came from uh, Veterans Grow America and the Rosie Network, um, you know, um, which has the service to CEO program and then Act Now Education and um, association of military spouse entrepreneurs. Um, so they have been really, really supportive, you know, in my journey. Um, and they've been very helpful too.
0: Awesome. It's good to always see those organizations that actually will help you and not just point you to someone else to help Mm -hmm. you. Uh, I went to the Bunker Labs program right when I retired, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up and, I learned a lot, but I just wasn't ready to open a business at the time. I was still still trying to lean forward as a soldier, even though I was yeah. done. So but now this year, I'm finally going out and doing things I, I like to do like this mm-hmm. year, get, just talking to people and learning their stories. And I go to work every day. I still train soldiers, but at the end of the day, I get to do this and mm-hmm. have fun. So it sometimes just take someone pushing you. But there's a lot of tools at Punker Labs. And of course, the network is amazing. Yeah. There's so many people that can help
3: you. Yes, exactly. And and I love that. You know, I love veterans um having you know these organizations there to help assist them, you know, in their journey. And not even if they want to become entrepreneurs. I mean, there's so many other avenues, like, you know, if if they just want to find a job, um, or if they want to, you know, grow in their career, um, and then just, you know, learn some more there are these organizations that that help
0: oh yeah and then and within those organizations there's that some that one person that might be there and say hey you might want to try mm-hmm. this because this is like something I feel that you're passionate about you might want to pursue it yeah. and that's what it takes sometimes because I mean I, I stayed out of work for 365 days after I got out and then I finally after you know prodding my wife my wife told me to get out <laughs> of the house so basically I volunteered. I had a fellowship for six months and then got a job and I was back, I was mentoring veterans, and then I got this job where I trained soldiers. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my happy place. And it was, it was thanks, thanks to many veteran organizations and most, mostly just walking into veterans and talking mm-hmm. to Because we, we like to talk. Most veterans love to talk and love to talk, love to talk each other.
3: Oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it's really hard for people transitioning out of, um, you know, out of the military. Um, and you think that, okay, so the Navy had and has probably still, uh, you know, TAP. And the thing yeah. is, is that program is there, but it really didn't set you up for transitioning out of the military. Um, there were just so many things that they left out. Um, so it, it was really, it was really hard, even, you know, for my husband, like him transitioning when he you know, retired from the Navy, it was hard for him trying to find his niche, you know, trying to find where he fit in after his 20 years of service. Um, And with my full-time job being on the recruiting side, uh, I was able to kind of help and and redo his resume and just assist that way. But not a lot of, you know, veterans have that, you know, assistance uh, near them or by them. Um, So these organizations, I mean, what they're doing nowadays, it's, it's amazing. We didn't have this, or at least... I didn't know of it, (laughs) you know, uh, when we really needed it. Um, So now that they're bringing it to light and to the forefront, you know, I think it's wonderful what they're doing.
0: When you transitioned, it was, I mean, digital wasn't a thing, basically. (laughs) Internet was growing, but it wasn't like it is now. It was still basically you had to hold that paper copy Mm -hmm. of resume and bring it to somebody according to what taps or uh, we had Soldier for Life same thing just walk with that resume and beg and hope now you can just press one button and your resume goes to a hundred jobs yep. at one time and so many are fishing and they'll find you and say all right let's go with mm-hmm. this it's things have evolved thankfully thanks for trial and error <laughs> exactly <laughs> but,
3: that's usually how it happens
0: <laughs> and that's every time i see a vietnam vet i always thank them because they went through a lot more oh, than i yes. did and they, they they paved the way for us and now the young, the younger generation now will thank us when they mm-hmm. get out and say, "Thanks for all your suffering." Even though I don't, I don't believe we suffered that much. We, we just had to work a little harder to get what we want. Mm-hmm. And it'll keep being the same way. The reciprocation will happen along the way. Forever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you. If you can give advice to an aspiring transition veteran or spouse, what would it do? Um,
3: I would say reach out, you know, reach out to the different organizations. Um, They are there to help you and to assist you. Even if it's just, you know, like I was saying, you're looking for a job. You know, they would be able to point you in the right direction. If you're not sure how to fill out a resume, they would be able to to help you. If you want to start a business, you know, and maybe you haven't started it yet but you just have that idea Um, they would be able to put you in a program that'll help you, um, you know, build it, build it in theory, you know, before you go out and, you know, like actually, you know, build it in a practical sense Um, you'll have, well, you'll obtain, you know, more business knowledge. Um, Even though I've started my business and it's up and running I'm still going through these programs and I'm still learning myself. You know, I mean, you can never learn too much. There's always something that you can learn and that you can build upon. You know, there, somebody else might have done something differently and hey, it'll, it might work for you and something that you've never thought of. But just re, you know, just reiterating that these organizations are there to help.
0: Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. And you want to you want to throw out your, uh, your websites where everyone can hear it and any, how to contact you if they want to get some Southern Sweet and Sassy <laughs> products. <Sure>. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah. um, so my website is Southern Sweet and Sassy LLC um, And I do have a Facebook page, which is at Southern Sweet Sassy LLC, as well as an Instagram page, which is at Southern Sweet and Sassy um, so definitely, you know, connect, uh, follow, like, share, um, but you can go online. And right now, if you subscribe, there is a coupon there for you, you know, a little discount that you'll get right away um, when you want to purchase any coffee.
0: Discounts always bring people yes, in. That's good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Missy, it's been great, great talking to you. Uh, great learning about your, your passion, your drive, your business. And, of course, uh, your journey through the military and, and to where you yes, are now.
3: Thank you. It was great uh, speaking with you as well.
0: I look forward to seeing you grow as a business and hopefully in the future, I get you back on. and We'll talk about oh, some I other stuff. You. Just
3: let me know when I can talk.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we just chat. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, you All have right. a good you day. As well. bye. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> Wow, that's another great episode done. Amanda and Joseph Garcia and Missy Green were amazing to talk to and learn about their journeys from both being in the military, being spouses, opening businesses, and of course, their passions. We appreciate all of you for taking the time to come on and share your story. On our next episode, we'll talk to a couple more veteran-owned businesses, so look out for that. As always... Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on The Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. We appreciate you. Till the next time, as always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. We are The Misfit
1: Nation.